2: It's the Brian Lehrer Show on WNYC. Good morning again, everyone. Now we'll take a look at the current state of the home and auto insurance industry. As some of you are experiencing, consumers are struggling to keep up with rising auto and home insurance rates, and many are being left with difficult choices to make or shocked to find that they can't buy or renew home or auto insurance policies at all. Jean Eaglesham, who covers insurance for The Wall Street Journal, reports that insurance premiums have been outpacing inflation, which is saying a lot. She has a recent story in the journal with the headline, Buying Home and Auto Insurance is Becoming Impossible. And yes, impossible, literally in some cases, because insurers are beginning to pull out of high-risk areas, especially in the home insurance market. In many ways, this is also a climate story. Therefore, catastrophic damage from storms and wildfires have pushed insurers to demand these high premiums to cushion against future losses. So let's hear more now from Gene Eaglesham, reporter for The Wall Street Journal. Gene, welcome to WNYC. Thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you. And listeners, help Gene Eaglesham, who covers insurance for The Wall Street Journal, report this story. How much have your premiums for home or auto insurance gone up? How much has your coverage decreased? What choices have you had to make? And have you been told, no, you may not renew your policy at all? 212-433-WNYC, 212-433-9692. Call or text. And you begin with New York and New Jersey. Where Allstate state has approved car insurance rate hikes for fifteen and seventeen percent respectively, although New Yorkers and New Jerseyans uh, though they may not feel like it, may actually be a little bit in luck with, when you consider how much rates are increasing elsewhere, according to your article, so give us the big picture what the heck is happening with car insurance
3: What we see with car insurance, as you say, is these really, really big rate rises, and um, all the biggest ten 10- private auto insurers last year had double-digit increases. So that's nationwide. We've seen these very, very high hikes in premiums. And Essentially, what's happened is these car insurers, they did well during the pandemic, during lockdown, because commuters were staying home, accidents went down. But since then, they've racked up really big underwriting losses. And it's a combination of things. It's partly inflation. So, Costs of repairs and replacements have increased significantly. Just look at used car prices. They're up massively over the last couple of years. But it's also, as you say, it's a climate as well. So extreme weather, when you get these floods and storms and so on, there's actually a lot of claims for cars as well as for houses. So the insurers have had multi-billion dollar losses over the last couple of years. And they're in this pressure with regulators to try and persuade the regulators to allow through much bigger rate increases. As you mentioned, New York and New Jersey, they're both traditionally seen as very consumer friendly, as tough for the industry. So the Allstate move last month is significant because the fact they're allowing these big increases shows, I think, that regulators are worried that insurers are going to say, right, we've, we've had enough of making this level of losses, and we're going to pull out. And certainly everyone's looking at California, where you're seeing partly on the back of wildfire losses a lot of the major insurers have just stopped writing new home insurance policies and that's led to what they're calling an emergency that the regulator there is called an emergency they're trying to work with the industry to try and persuade them to come back in
2: and does that uh, go for car insurance at all too Are any insurance companies actually putting out, pulling out of the auto insurance market in any areas because of the damage from weather events that you were describing
3: yeah, definitely. the 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 Allstate one. They would threatened to stop renewing auto policies in those three states. So in California, in New Jersey, and in New York. And the company said that they essentially stopped their sale of new policies in those states. So wow. they can, you, yeah, they can use a lot of different measures to do this. What we found is that they'll do things like stop um, listing agents in a state. St- reducing advertising, uh-huh. and also requiring, make it just making it harder to buy new policies. So a lot of these companies now say, OK, you can still buy a policy, but we're going to need a ton of documentation up front. And they'll ask for things like, well, did your home have any plumbing done over the last 20 years, or where's the proof of that? Difficult stuff to make, and that essentially deters people. So they managed to sort of close down new sales. And then with Allstate, we saw this threat that we're not even going to renew existing auto policies. And that's when the regulators said, OK, we'll allow these big rate increases to happen.
2: Is Allstate an outlier in this respect or are other companies also threatening to pull out of the auto insurance market in New York and New Jersey?
3: It's not an outlier. Allstate is the only one that said it explicitly. So the executives actually said it on a call with investors. So they... Reach that point of going public on it. But certainly, what we're hearing is a lot of pressure behind the scenes from the industry on regulators. And industry is saying, this is really, they're not trying to, they say they're not trying to make excessive profits. What they say is they can't continue writing business at a really big loss. And they say in these states, you know, they're making, they're losing sort of maybe 10, 15, even 20 cents on every dollar of premium they write. And they say, we just can't continue like that. It's not fair to our other customers. It's not fair to our shareholders. So it's, this, it's tension between them and the regulators. And it appears at the moment that the industry's got the upper hand.
2: How hyper-local are these decisions on rates? Like, I think traditionally, um, certainly when it comes to home insurance, and I think when it comes to car insurance too, you know, the insurance company, when you're trying to take a policy out, is going to look at, you know, is the individual home in a floodplain or is it on higher ground, less susceptible to weather events? Is the individual car in a high auto theft area or somewhere considered less at risk of that, that kind of thing? So so how hyperlocal are these decisions? And how much are these rate increases statewide just to, to compensate for the losses that they're finding in particular areas?
3: Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, the the state set the overall basis on which these companies can charge rates. Um, so when you see these hikes, these are sort of average um, amounts typically. And then, as you say, it is very specific to your particular home, to your car, to your location. And so what we're also seeing, as well as the rates going up, What we're seeing quietly is insurers are trying to get back to profitability by reducing coverage, and that's particularly on the the home insurance side. So you'll see that, for example, on roofs, this is a good example, where before they might say, just automatically said, we'll replace it, where if it's damaged. Now they sometimes say, we'll only give you the value of the roof. Now that might be, for an older roof, that might be a lot less than the actual replacement cost. So there's all this sort of small print stuff that's happening as well and the insurers are also, they're very much trying to target risks now, so they're getting fussier about the risks they'll take on, and they're also reacting very much, you'll see, to a change of circumstances. So like for drivers, if you're driving, if suddenly your teenage kids start using the car, you're gonna see that impact on premiums, and maybe they won't um, renew your policy.
2: Let's hear from some of our listeners who are gonna help you report this story, Gene. Um, as we talk about car insurance and home insurance rates uh, going through the hood or going through the roof, respectively. Sarah in the Bronx, you're on WNYC. Hi, Sarah.
0: Hey, Brian. Happy New Year. And to you. So, um, I have a three family. Uh, I live on the first floor. I rent the two apartments above, and it went from $1,700 a year in my homeowner's insurance two years ago to $4,700. This year. Whoa. It just went 17, 27 in 2022, and then at the end of 2023, I could not get anyone else to um, insure me. And I was able to get the, the best I could do was $4,700 a year.
2: Did they say why?
0: It's, it's in, well, you know, the insurers that, you know, they just said they're not insuring these properties. And granted, mine is just a three family um, building. Mm Apartments in the South Bronx where all this other construction and improvements are going on. So I don't know. I think there's something going on with the insurance companies where they're probably trying to get some of us homeowners out of the area and the premiums are just going through the roof. And I had to basically swallow this $4,700 a year policy because I couldn't get anyone else. And there's nothing wrong with my building. There's no violations. Everything is perfect. Uh, and this is what
2: I have. Yeah, and it trickles down because you have to pay it, and then you're probably passing some of it on to your renters. And uh, so it, yeah, I have to. I have everybody to, even gets I hurt. I try not to.
0: Yeah, exactly. I have to increase rent because of
2: that. Sarah, yeah. thank you for your call. That's a terrible story. I, I wonder. I don't know. You know, if reporting for the Wall Street Journal, Gene, you have any. Particular take on the South Bronx as a neighborhood, and whether Sarah's story taps into some larger reality that you know. Uh, just checking.
3: Yeah, I, I don't know uh, necessarily on the South Bronx. I mean, it's, I'm not sure whether with Sarah, whether it's her neighborhood, or whether it's a, the type of property. Because what we're also seeing with these insurers is certainly with some, you know, apartment buildings and condos, they're getting you know, much more restrictive about what they'll underwrite and on what, what terms. So it could could be a function of that as well as a neighborhood. I mean certainly that level of increase, it sounds shocking, but you know, we've heard from a lot of readers who have similar similar problems. They've seen these massive increases come through. Um and you know, and in some some cases in people who are in areas, you know like wildfire areas and so on, um They've not been able to get any private insurer to cover them. So in some cases a lot of states have these so-called um, insurers of last resort and they're sort of state-run programs where if you can't get private insurance you can get cover for them. But they tend to be very bare bones coverage, they tend to be really really expensive and you often have to buy a top-up policy as well. So we, we've heard you know from readers who yeah, have these very big increases but also you know are being forced to go to these last resort plans and and as you say the problem is home cover people don't really have an option if you've got a mortgage your lender's going to require you to have decent home insurance so you're kind of forced to get coverage somewhere
2: well we heard a story from the south bronx now we're going to hear a story from the suburbs susan in huntington you're on wnyc hi susan
4: hi brian how are you thanks for taking the call
2: thank you for making it
4: so um, the company I've been with, I'm being told that they have applied to pull out of New York. Actually, I've been told that they are getting out of property coverage business nationally. So um, my agent is telling me they're going to be laying off people. If you have a claim, you're going to be not having um, very efficient service and are recommending going with another company. Uh, so the quotes I'm getting um I'm being told I'm going to have to pay for my home and two cars, an eight-year-old car and a 10-year-old car, um, $1,200 more than I was paying last year. Mm-hmm. And with with also the the comment that it's getting harder and harder to place policies because these companies do not want to do business in certain areas. And, I, you know, when they say, well, they're, I don't think it's that they're losing money. I think they're just not making as much money as they want to make. So, we get well, stuck. Would,
2: would Huntington be at risk for any reason? For people who don't know Huntington, it's on the north shore of Long Island. Right. It's not in the uh, George Santos district. <laughs> it's just no. outside, just outside that district because it's in Suffolk County. But you're, you know, yeah. you're on the Long Island Sound there. You're not on the ocean. Is is Huntington right. considered a high risk area for some reason for insurers? No, I don't. I don't
4: think so. Um, I'm actually. Um, yeah, the closer you get down to the water, I'm about a mile or so, mile or two from the sound, so I'm a higher elevation, I never get flooding, uh-huh. but there are areas obviously closer to the water and then even south going into the South Huntington Dix Hills area, they they will get flooding. But so I, I I'm sure they don't do it just for my house. I'm sure they right. do it for like a region. I I'm guessing, but um it's depressing. It's really depressing. <laughs>
2: Um, Susan, thank uh, thank you unless there's anything you you want to add thank you for your story, yes, depressing Um, Joe in Middletown and that's Middletown, New Jersey because I know there's also Middletown, New York and Middletown, Connecticut Uh, Joe in Middletown has has a theory about how they're assessing some of these things Joe, you're on WNYC, hello
1: Hi Uh, long time listener, first time caller
2: just to read his digest on it They're using Google Earth. And when I say they, all insurance companies are probably involved. They take a shot of your property, and if it's your roof, and they believe it's got what they call granular loss, they want you to replace it. It happened to me. I had two months to replace my roof, or they dropped my policy. Very interesting, Joe. Thank you very much. And for people who don't know Google Earth, it's literally a photographic... um, What's the word sort of panorama uh, that you can zoom in very close on to yes, your home find your go to Google Earth and find your home uh, I've done it just just because it's an interesting exercise, and uh, yeah you can if it's if it's an updated Google Earth shot, I guess you can get a sense of um, the state that the roof is in. any indication, gene, that Google Earth is being used by the insurance companies in that way
3: they they they're using a whole range of um, techniques to check um, on on roofs and properties generally. So not just Google Earth, but drones, aerial surveillance, planes, um, and what, what the insurers say is this is really just a an updated high-tech version of the old inspections so yeah. that they can cover a whole area, they can see in great detail. But certainly, yeah, it, it's quite a shock to people, I think, when they suddenly get a letter through saying, you know, we're noticing missing tiles, and we're not going to renew unless you fix it. But, but that is happening on a very wide scale now. Yeah, insurers are doing that.
2: Oh, here's Adam in Franklin Lakes, who works in the insurance industry. Adam, you're on WNYC. Thanks so much for calling in.
1: Thank you for having me. I just wanted to share a couple of tips, maybe could help some consumers. I've been in insurance since 2017, and this market is definitely very different than what it has been in the past. Uh, insurers are definitely being a lot stricter in terms of the kind of risks they're taking. Some of the things that they're looking for is the age of the roof. So, for any consumers that have uh, roofs that are like 18 plus years old, I highly recommend getting them replaced because that could open up the insurance market for you. Also, look out for small details. Um, we have insurers declining people just because there's tree overhang above their house. So, mm-hmm. make sure. If you have trees overhanging like above your house make sure those are cut because that could uh, make the market a lot thinner than it already is for you and um, just to elaborate um, definitely insurers are using uh, satellites uh, google images uh, to see roofs a lot of times though that these images can be outdated so if you did do any renovations and you're getting declines ask why it's really important to ask why because if they're seeing an older roof and you just replaced it, you could just submit pictures and get it approved.
2: Adam, thank you very much for those tips. I'm sure much appreciated by some of our listeners. Uh, as we're talking about the spike and sometimes even cancellation of home and car insurance, the spike in prices and the increasing difficulty in getting in some places, homes or even cars insured at all, with Gene Eaglesham, who covers insurance for The Wall Street Journal. Uh, many of our listeners helping us report this story, Gene. And, and I wonder how, according to your reporting, state regulators are responding to the insurance industry's concerns and these increases in prices. I think you were giving us a, a little indication before when you said in order— uh, for the insurance companies not to cancel a lot of people's policies altogether in areas considered high risk, Um, the states are allowing these big price increases. How else are are regulators responding in the interest of consumers, if at all?
3: Yeah, exactly. And the regulators' powers, they do vary a lot by state. So in some states, you know, the insurers can just put in for a rate increase and it happens. In other states, um, and New York's a good example, California, you know, they have much greater powers to review rate increases and approve them or not. Uh, What we're seeing in California, for example, is the regulator is giving in to other industry demands as well. So in California, they didn't allow insurers to use those models that forecast likely losses from wildfires. And that's a big deal for the industry because with climate change, these natural disasters are getting much worse. And that's one of the things that's driving these bigger losses for insurers. And the insurers are saying, hey, we need to take into account this increasing risk when we're setting rates. And the regulator had pushed back against that. And now they said, OK, we'll allow that. So we're seeing a general change in tone. And I think that is reflecting really the industry. It has had a very tough few years. It's been the worst few years for insurers. Um, for a long time, for generations, they say. And so they have had these very big losses. They say certainly for auto insurance, they're still generally making losses on it. Home insurance, again, some companies, it's still a loss or it's just coming back into profitability. So they say they need regulators to, to help them to recognize the issues they're having. And we're seeing that change. We're seeing even the tough re- formerly tough regulators are giving a lot of ground to the insurers.
2: Here, Here's the most common... Text message question we're getting from listeners who are texting in. I'll I'll, I'll read two of them that uh, also represent other call uh, other writers. Listener writes, what part does greedflation play? And another one writes. Um, so we, the people, continue to lose money and take the hit of climate damage, etc., while insurance takes no hit. How is this allowed to happen? Where are our rights? How is this sustainable for home and car owners? So so, are the regular? i guess you were just kind of answering this question, um, but how specifically are the regulators looking at the books of the insurance companies to see how much— um, Changing conditions really are causing these rate hikes, and how much they're taking advantage of some real changing conditions to hike rates more than they have to.
3: Yeah, and that's that's exactly what regulators are meant to be doing. They're meant to be not allowing as insurers to make excessive profits. They're meant to keep the rates fair, but at the same time, ensure a healthy market. So that means that basically, insurers can write policies, you know, at, make a dec- at a reasonable return. That's quite a delicate balance to strike. It's quite a difficult one. Um, and We've actually got a story today pointing out that some of these insurance companies are making record profits, their shares are hitting record highs, and at the same time they're pushing through these very big rate increases. So it does feel like the consumer advocates are saying, hey, is this a bit of a one-way street that when the insurers are making, you know, have had a tough time, they push through big rate increases, But then when they're doing well, we don't get given back so much. Now, the industry says, no, actually, this is just these rates are reflective of the costs that they are facing, that they, because of uh, climate change, because of this inflationary pressures, they have to be able to write business, you know, at a reasonable rate. And they have been suffering these losses. But it it is a hard balance to strike. And I think that the regulators are maybe at the moment erring on the side of giving insurers bigger rate increases. Mm.
2: Interesting. Um, Another story, text message. I experienced this recently. Last month, my car insurance premium was hiked, so I was searching for a new policy. Progressive said it wasn't because of anything I did. It was a statewide hike. All states said they weren't providing new policies in New Jersey at all. GEICO wouldn't insure me because there was an accident where someone else hit me. I was found not at fault, and it goes on from there. Uh, But then another listener writes... Let me go back down to that. Um, Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, uh, So I can't find it. We're getting so many texts so quickly. But somebody basically wrote, I'm glad this is happening. I'm glad car insurance is going up. There are too many cars in the road. On the road. America should not own as many cars as we do. We should be taking more mass transit. So I'm glad to see auto insurance going way, way up, paraphrasing from a text message that came in. One more call. Sue in Brooklyn, you're on WNYC. Hi, Sue.
0: Hi, good morning. Um, I'm calling about the uh, auto uh, spousal supplement that's required in New York State. Um, I had gotten a bill for that, I don't have a spouse. So I had called the insurance company to tell them to please take that off. Um, And they said, well, there's no charge. It's not showing as a charge. And I said, well, take it off anyway, because I'm I'm not married. And when they took it off, there was a $300 difference. So it was pretty sneaky that it was in there, but it it wasn't registering on the statement. And then when they took it off, there was $300 that oh, came off my
2: a, bill. That's a good tip for people to look for to make sure it isn't happening to them if they're single. Um, Jean, funny enough, we're getting... Uh, we, we've got at least two calls telling that same story. I wonder if this is anything that you've heard of. People who aren't even married getting hit with a spousal supplement on their car insurance in a renewal.
3: Yeah, that's that's not one I've come across. That's very helpful. We'll have a look into that. Um, that. That sounds... Very sneaky on the part of the insurers. It's interesting what you mentioned, Brian, as well as earlier texts about people saying they can't get coverage on their auto because of an accident where they're maybe not at fault. We're hearing that a lot as well. These companies are getting really, really selective about new customers they'll take on, essentially because they're trying to shrink the amount of you know new business they have overall. And so any way they can do that, they're doing it at the moment because it's generally loss-making. So it is tough, but certainly any claims you have will make it harder to find coverage with a new insurer. So just be aware of
2: that. And there we leave it with Gene Eaglesham, who covers insurance for the Wall Street Journal and wrote the article that uh, inspired this segment as well as that, We all know a lot of people who are going through this. The article is called Buying Home and Auto Insurance is Becoming Impossible. Jean, thank you so much.
3: My pleasure.